Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I had an opportunity on this past Wednesday to sit down and record an interview with the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Mr. Pierre Polyev, about a number of issues. I don't like pre-recording interviews because inevitably and invariably, something else happens between the time of the pre-record and the airing of the interview. There are questions I would ask Mr. Polyev today if we were doing the interview live today, but we'll play back for you how it went last Wednesday when I spoke with the Conservative Party leader. Mr. Polyev, do you suspect or believe Mr. Trudeau has long been in possession of evidence of China's interference in Canada's internal affairs, including federal elections? And do you believe Mr. Trudeau had knowledge of threats to members of your caucus, like Mr. O'Toole and Mr. Chong? I've seen you try to raise that point with the prime minister in question period. I've had lots of time to watch, but I don't see any answers coming from the prime minister. I do believe he has and has had knowledge of Beijing's interference in multiple elections because CISA's documents that he would have gotten have now been leaked to the media that show that interference. Those documents reveal that Beijing interfered in at least two successive elections, 2019 and 2021. Uh, in the latter election, uh, with, the, with the stated purpose of keeping the Liberals in power, uh, he would have known that. Whether he knew about the th- specific threats against individual members of parliament is, um, I think, likely. Uh, but we need uh, proof to the contrary uh, in order to know otherwise. And so far, he has not provided that proof. Um, well, what is clear is he's done absolutely nothing uh, to stop the interference, has not introduced a foreign influence registry to expose the thugs who get paid by foreign regimes to manipulate our politics and intimidate our people. He's allowed Beijing-controlled police stations to operate with impunity, usually to intimidate and threaten uh, members of uh, Canadians of Chinese origin. Uh, and uh, he has he allowed, uh, he's allowed this to happen with no obstacles for Beijing. And, and that's probably one of the reasons why they're so determined to keep him, him in power. Uh, what's your view of David Johnston's role as special rapporteur on a public inquiry into China's interference in Canada's internal affairs? And is it time for Mr. Singh and the NDP to declare their support agreement of Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals finished? I pressed Mr. Singh on this in, uh, in a March interview. He said that he wants a public inquiry, but he stops short of ending the agreement that keeps the Liberals in power and it retains uh, the numbers of MPs Mr. Singh has in his caucus. Look, he, Singh has got to pull his support from the coalition. Otherwise, all he's doing is asking Justin Trudeau nicely to call the public inquiry that Trudeau's been trying to bury. Uh, he instead named, uh, Trudeau instead named uh, David Johnston, family friend, ski buddy, chalet neighbor, and uh, member of the Trudeau Foundation to produce a cover-up report. Basically said there's nothing to see here. And the report said nothing about the prime minister's family foundation getting this money. Uh, and how could David Johnson even comment on that? Because he was part of that same foundation. And then he said, uh, some, uh, Johnston said he wasn't in a conflict of interest because he got an opinion from a former judge that uh, that his involvement with the, the Trudeau Foundation wasn't a problem. Well, 
The only problem with that is that this former judge himself was part of the Trudeau Foundation. You'd think that every single Canadian uh, is disqualified from investigating this scandal unless they are a member of the Trudeau Foundation. This is a cover-up. It's incestuous insider politics at its very worst. Enough of the games. Let's get an independent judge hired by Parliament, do a full inquiry into Beijing's interference in our politics. Yeah, it seems and has seemed for some time that Beijing's interests reach deeply into the Liberal Party of Canada. Let me look at something domestically here. We hear two Western premiers openly challenge Mr. Trudeau's government on his energy slash electricity production demands, the carbon tax increases, and the Prime Minister's sustainable jobs plan. Premiers Moe of Saskatchewan and Smith of Alberta are both on my program this weekend. Where is this leading, do you think? And what are your thoughts on any actions Trudeau and his government may take in this regard and a willingness of Saskatchewan and Alberta to take on Ottawa? Well, Trudeau's plan is lights out. Lights out for numerous provinces by forcing them to shut down their energy supply without anything to replace it with. It's one thing to say you want to end coal and natural gas-powered electricity, but what are you going to do to keep the lights on? Now, my view is that we need to speed up approvals, for example, for natural, sorry, for nuclear power. We have the most advanced nuclear engineers in the world, here in Ontario in particular. We have provinces dedicated to small modular nuclear reactors, but it's going to take 15 years to get these things proved. You could do the same safety and environmental checks in three or four years. And then we'd have clean emissions-free electricity. But when we have a federal gatekeeper in the way of Justin Trudeau preventing that alternative source of electricity, then the only solution he's offering Alberta and Saskatchewan is that they turn their lights off. And we can't expect that. We'd shut down their economy. We need to green light green projects and get the federal government out of the way so Canadians can get things done. Will you stand with Premiers Moe and Smith on their positions, assuming there's some uh, significant challenge delivered by those two provinces to the federal government on this issue of energy? Will you stand with those two premiers? Generally speaking, yes. I, I mean, we, we, uh, we have a, you know, an independent federal conservative party. We're not uh, officially a set, aligned with any provincial party, but I do stand for the common sense position of the pre, those two premiers and others who believe that we need to have a stable source of electricity. We can't shut down our electrical grid, and we need to speed up approval for low-carbon alternative sources of electricity before we shut down the the sources that we have now. And that's why, uh, I, yes, I do stand with Smith and Moe against Trudeau's gatekeeping and his anti-energy policies. I've been on the issue of crime in this country for 35 years. If you're Prime Minister of Canada, how do you, how do you address and adjust and change the issue of bail and crime generally? That's very straightforward. You just have to reverse the policies that Trudeau put in place, which have unleashed this crime wave. He brought in catch and release, which allows the very same offenders who were arrested 60 or 70 times for violence to be released the same day uh, as they're arrested. And then they go out and commit another crime. They're arrested a second time the same day, and then they're released a third time. And by dinner time, they've, been, they've committed three crimes and been arrested three times. So why don't we leave them in jail in the first place with jail and not bail, jail and not bail for repeat, violent offenders. Second, I'll stop targeting 
law-abiding hunters and sports shooters and instead go uh, put the money and resources into gun criminals and smugglers. And three, I'll stop giving out taxpayer-funded narcotics, which have proven to cause overdose deaths to skyrocket and led to a mayhem uh, in our streets. Uh, and I'll instead put the same money into recovery and treatment to bring home our loved ones drug-free. C-21, Mr. Polyev, speak to that, please. That's an extremely costly law that will target law-abiding sports shooters and duck hunters. These are the people who have are licensed, law-abiding, trained, and tested. They have extensive RCMP background checks. They, they willingly went through all those steps to get access to a, a, a lawful firearm. Trudeau now wants to spend billions of dollars buying back those licensed firearms from lawful owners and instead of going after the real problem, which is the illegal smuggling of arms from the United States, which are responsible for 80 percent of gun crime in the city of Toronto, according to its police there. So my plan, my common sense plan is to allow lawful law, uh, licensed, trained and tested firearms owners to continue to peacefully uh, use their property, including for hunting, and instead put the money into bolstering our border and jailing the repeat violent gun criminals that are terrorizing our streets. And uh, Mr. Trudeau and his government have made a mess of C-21 in in Parliament. Um, Now that it's passed, how difficult will it be if you become prime minister of this country to rewrite and rescind? Rescind and rewrite. We're going to bring in a common sense firearms law, which uh, allows uh, licensed, law-abiding, trained and tested people to use um, uh, firearms that are appropriate for civilians. Uh, We're also going to protect hunters. Justin Trudeau has said that he will take away guns that are used for hunting. He intends to ban hunting rifles. He tried to add hundreds of hunting rifles to the ban list. I stopped him. He had to back down because I, I caused an uprising in his in the ridings of liberals across rural Canada. So he backed down to me on that. But let me be clear. If Justin Trudeau gets the chance, he will ban all civilian hunting rifles. He will ban paint guns and pellet guns and BB guns. He believes that the problem is law-abiding hunters and Indigenous people and farmers. I believe the problem is criminals. My plan is common sense. His is woke nonsense. Massive numbers of Canadians are suffering economically, financially. Uh, Two years ago, 52% of the population was within $200 of not being able to pay their bills at the end of the month. We have the carbon tax increases continuing with the government insisting that it's really, it's it's revenue neutral, (laughs) hardly. But we have the carbon tax increases uh, continuing. And we have the Bank of Canada now still looking at potential interest rates rising next week. That will hurt people who are already in pain. Speak to that, please. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, After eight years of Justin Trudeau, life costs more, work doesn't pay, housing costs have doubled. His inflationary deficits have sent interest rates soaring. Uh, nine in 10 young people say they'll never be able to afford a home. One in five Canadians 
are skipping meals and 1.5 million eating at food banks. Some of them asking for help with medical assistance and dying, not because they're sick, but because they're hungry and can't afford food after eight years of Justin Trudeau's inflationary deficits and taxes. And now he wants to raise the carbon tax from 14 cents a liter to 61 cents a liter. It's insane. The 14 cents a liter carbon tax on farmers and truckers raises the food that they bring to our grocery store. That's why our groceries are so expensive. Now he wants to more, he wants to almost quadruple the tax. Uh, imagine how many people are going to go hungry. How many mothers are going to tell, have to force their kids to skip breakfast in the morning when this tax goes up to 61 cents a liter? Enough. Pierre Polyev's common sense plan to bring home lower prices is to get rid of the inflationary deficits and axe the carbon tax. That will allow people to eat, heat, and house themselves affordably. Final question, wild card question for you. What issue or issues, if the election were held now, if a campaign were underway now, maybe we can project out a year, who knows, uh, what issue or issues will the next federal election hinge on, do you think? Trudeau and the NDP's 61 cent a liter carbon tax. It'll cost over $2,000 for every family in Canada. It'll kill jobs. It'll drive up food prices. It'll mean many families will have to skip meals. Many farmers will have to close down their multi-generational farms and will have to because they can't afford energy inputs and they can't compete with international uh, food price uh, from, from countries where they don't have the tax. We'll bring in more foreign food produced in polluting countries and send our money abroad while shutting down our farms at home. That carbon tax will cripple our economy and price our families out of food, heat, and gas. And only one party will ax the tax. It's the conservative, common sense conservatives. So that'll be the choice. Do you want to ax the tax with the common sense conservatives, or do you want to more than quadruple the tax with the woke Trudeau NDP coalition? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 